JD Talking Sports. It is Thursday, December 28th, 2017. It is three days to the new year, right? Now, I was kind of excited. I had a new challenge on my app that said that it's seven straight days to ring in the new year of a thousand. I broke my, my movement goal for seven straight days. I would get this award. So I thought it meant 2018, and it just gave me now. I'm wondering if it's effective because the award says 2018. It means ring in 2018, means 2017. Maybe this is something I only give a shit about. Nobody else gives a shit about. I don't know. Now, this is the thing. I'm I'm listening. I'm driving home. I taught the kids today. We had eight hours with the kids in this gymnasium. It is freezing here. My cousin's in California. What's it? It's 80 degrees out there. What was it like? It was so goddamn cold. Well, that's not the point. I'm driving home, and what what's the name of the bowl they had today? It was the military bowl. And earlier, I checked the score. Navy was only up fourteen seven, up forty nine seven at this point. A couple minutes left, and I know the game's over, but I want to I want to listen to the game. And it was Trevor Maddich and I don't know the other guys, and they were going on and on about the match matchups in the semifinals. I think you were talking more about Alabama, how you know that they weren't the team to come in, and you made some good points, but they did not talk at all about the fo- football game. N- nothing. You could hear uh, helmets hitting. You could hear whistles. Nothing. They went on a good five minutes just talking, and I thought maybe they were in a commercial break, but they weren't. And they said the clock's running, and I know it's a 49-7 game, but I want to hear the football game. I really don't want to hear you guys just talking your asses off. I really want to see... The goddamn, I really want the, I wanted the play-by-play. I didn't want to hear what you guys had to say on that front. I really wanted the play-by-play. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I was tired. Maybe I just wanted to relax. But I feel like everybody's giving their opinions. It's like opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. You know, it's like a movie. It's like a film critic, a theater critic. They don't like a movie, this, whatever. And then you go with no expectations, you end up liking the movie. But I don't know, that really just annoyed me. It really annoyed the hell out of me today. It, I, I just feel like, you know what? You guys can do that. That's post-game, whatever. I know it's a slow game, whatever. But you can do that and still call the goddamn game. But to basically ignore the game. And, you know, the Naval Academy kids bust their ass. They're, they are true student-athletes because they are students and athletes second. Their workload is, is out of control. I mean, besides the classes, the military classes, the military movements they have to do, all the stuff, plus they're, you know, you know, and then on top of it, you know, playing a D1 sport and excelling at it, I feel they deserve a little more respect than that. That's what I felt. Fourth bowl win in five years. I thought that was cool, you know? And did you see Mike Gundy's mullet on the sidelines of Oklahoma State? I mean, that was sweet. It was, he was styling, man. He was freaking styling. And, you know, the Yankees, Randy Levine, the uh, president of the Yankees, said they're not done making deals. I guess we'll see what happens on that front. But could be good things. Now, I watched Nick game. They blew it last night. And I was talking to a Lithuanian laser about it. And he said that Hornacek said some, uh, he said, uh, said some good things before the game about the, you know, the, about the loss last night to the Bulls. The players know the last part of the game is called differently. You can't flop or fall down on rebounds, and they were doing that. And then tonight, they're missing point blank. I saw Blake uh, Baker miss a point blank 
point point blank layup. I saw Ennis Cantor. And you know what I noticed too? The Knicks are not Golden State, but everybody's trying to be like Golden State where they, you know, drive in, Nila Kina drives in and then passes the ball back out. And that's another thing I've noticed, you know, that they were talking about, Clyde Frazier was talking about that I agreed with, that the Knicks are kind of predictable. They're with, predictable with Carmelo and now they're predictable with Unicorn at the end of the game. Like Cantor took a three-pointer because no one was open and it's the last guy you want to take a three-point shot at the end of yesterday's game. They went almost the whole game and they blew it in the fourth quarter. Had a terrible fourth quarter. I think they had like 13 points last night. And I noticed that Franchise, he goes in, he, he, he penetrates, and then he immediately kicks it out. And Lithuanian Laser was saying, you know, he shoots too much with his palm. And I said, not enough fingers. I said, fingertips. And, that you know, Clyde and them were even talking about it. You, you know, you lose control of your shot when you shoot with your palm. He's just not comfortable. He's not confident. They're even showing, comparing his stats to Tony Parker. I mean, you saw Tony Parker just slice through him effortlessly on layups and stuff. And I was like, man, if Nila Kina can have a career like Parker, that would be fantastic. Now he's young. They were trying to compare his stats with Parker at 19. It's different, different teams. Do you know that the freak, the Spurs in the last 21 years, years, have been 48 games under 500. 48 days, I'm sorry, 48 days under 500. The next closest team is the Mavericks with 826. Think about that. 40, last 20 years, 48, well now you're doing 21 years, because into this year they haven't been under 500. 48 days in the last 21 years they've been under 500. It's out of control. It is just, it's bananas. It is, what a franchise. And I don't think that Hornacek is the guy that's going to get them there. I was trying to, you know, I was saying they had Mark Jackson and Mark Jackson went to Steve Krill. It's not compared to Golden State. But you remember the days with, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Former number one pick was the Bulls coach was the Wizards coach, uh, Doug Collins. Doug Collins was the first coach, was was the coach for Michael Jordan. And then Phil Jackson came in and took him to the next level. And I always feel like there's a coach that comes in and then there's a guy that comes in and finishes his job. Tony Junji couldn't win with Tampa Bay. They brought in Gruden and Gruden finished the job. Now he had his players, but sometimes you need that guy that pushes him over the edge. I guess that's an example I would use. Some guys are better offensive coordinators than they are as coaches. North Turner was always better as an offensive coordinator than as a coach. Damn, you always hate seeing a guy on the sideline covering his covering his eyes like that. That sucks. Yeah, there's two bowl games out right now, which I you know, and I was going back and forth. I was watching the camping world between Oklahoma State, they beat they beat Vatech. What they say? Another ten win season. Now you got this. Holiday Bowl, Michigan State, which I like the green green jerseys, versus Washington State, Luke Falk. And, and I'm curious if he'll be a good pro. Bryce Love had a touchdown tonight. He went through, uh, lost his helmet on the touchdown. Stanford, that's another guy, David Shaw. You know what? Teams are dying to get David Shaw off. Uh, I forget, what, what, do they, what do they call? What's, what's the, they have the nickname for, not the reservation. They have a... Uh, they, they, I forget what they call. What's the nickname for Stanford? There's a nickname for Stanford. Nickname for Stanford. Nickname. You know what? This freaking you typed the wrong word. 
Uh, there was another name. Yeah, I'm gonna blank on it. But they're, they're, they said not the not the reservation, but something kind of like that. That he wouldn't want to leave there. You know, he's had such a good good run there. I mean, you know, that's the thing. He's happy there. His wife's happy there. He doesn't want to leave the area. But they, you know, now the Giants have a new GM, Gettleman, and I was reading about him. You know how you know he. This was his dream job was to be with the Giants. And they said some of the things that got him, you know, he is a relationship soured with the Panthers. They said his brusque management style had been a problem from very early in his tenure. You know, they said forgive him when, you know, when, when you win, but when the when the losses start happening, they don't look the other way. You know, you win and everybody deals with it. He spent 15 years in the Giants personnel departments before arriving in Carolina, so they know his style. They didn't like how we were told the roster in the offseason after reaching the Super Bowl. They, you know, got rid of wholesale changes in the secondary. You know, they uh, Michael O'Hare and Ryan Khalil, you know, got injured. They didn't have depth just like the Giants this year and played a large role in their dropping down after that. Where they go? 6-10 and 10 after the Super Bowl, which was, that was it. Bridges were burned with former players. He, uh, you know, Josh Norman rescinded the franchise tag. He left for Washington and he was pissed off and, and also the tipping point with owner Jerry Richardson was how Gettleman handled the contract situations of Thomas Davis and Greg Olson, two of his favorite players. Olson was threatening to hold out at the time. Took over franchise in the postseason in six of the previous seven seasons. It was reportedly $16 million over the salary cap. He remolded the roster around stars like Cam Newton, Luke Cookley, Davis, and Olson. Led to, uh, they got rid of Steve Smith and John Beeson. Well, you know what? Come on. You know what they, you know, his issue. Listen, I think he did a lot of good things. There's a guy they supposedly wanted. He wanted this job. This was his dream job. Now we'll see what happens. Oh, one more thing about, I was hearing Clyde talking about the Knicks being predictable now with, predictable now as they were with Carmelo. They went through Unicorn. And you know what? This is the thing, too, we were talking about, the Lithuanian, Lithuanian laser and myself. We were talking about how, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr., they miss him. They need that guy that can come in and spark and, you know, go on a run and play. I mean, they talk about Michael Beasley, the article, and how when he came in the league, you know, he came from nothing. So he bought nine cars his first year. And then he had to go to China, and he didn't think he'd get another job in the NBA. He's down to one car now. I mean, you know what? It's funny. You know what? I, I couldn't imagine. If I was 20 years old and had all that money, I'd make the same goddamn mistakes. What 20-year-old wouldn't make those mistakes? You have nothing, and you you can look at your bank statement. I still remember reading about, oh, my God, I'm blanking. The He was the number one pick of the, yeah, he's also a Washington State alum. Oh, my God. And he said every day when, when he, he got a signing bonus and he he said he he called up his bank just to hear you have blah, 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 blah. You have how much he had in his bank account. And I, I thought that was kind of fun. You know, it was kind of like, you know, you know, I mean, to call the bank and be like, you have $8 million in your bank account. Jubilee, so. 
Drew Bledsoe. So Drew Bledsoe kept, see, if I if I go through to my head, I go through the alphabet, that's usually I find it, that Drew Bledsoe kept calling up the bank to hear his balance in his bank account. I mean, think about it. You have nothing. You have nothing. You're you're a college athlete. You're barely, you're in a ramen noodles, basically. You know, you can scrape them by, whatever. And then you go from there to more money than you ever knew possible. It's got to be an overwhelming feeling. An overwhelming feeling. Just freaking cool as shit. My gumbo chef is gumbo chef is very excited. He made pork chops and mashed potatoes for fifteen people, and he doubted himself. And I'm like, dude, your jambalaya is out of control. And he makes he makes something out of you. Give him a couple ingredients. Listen, if I could afford a personal chef, I'd, I'd give him the job. That boy can cook. Yeah, and it, it should, he said he makes him happy when people really like his food. Of course, it should make you feel good. And he, I mean, absolutely. I mean. You know, it's funny how, you know, you cook for family and you're just like, you feel, you put extra pressure on yourself. And he says, you know, if I overcook the pork chops, they'll get too dry. I just think it's it's kind of cute. It's adorable that he, you know, he, you, you should care that much, but that he was so happy the meal came out well and made everybody happy. He's down in Florida right now. I said, dude, you are missing out on some, the weather here is out of control. You work, you've got some good weather there. <laughs> here it's freeze your ass off. Freeze, 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 freeze. You know what? We'll see what happens with Gettleman. He had a good run in Carolina. 15 years with the Giants. Joined the Giants in the spring of 1998. Went to the pro personnel director in the spring of 99. Stayed with the, uh, in the position 13 years. 2012 was last year. He was the team's senior pro personnel analyst. It was a step back, actually, on the hierarchy, but he believed one that would make him more appealing as a GM candidate. There's four seasons there. Carolina went 40-23-1, won three consecutive NFC South titles. He was named 2015 NFL Executive of the Year, 15-1. Man, that Super Bowl, I can't believe it. He's been part of seven Super Bowl teams, including three winners. We Buffalo in 90-91, Denver in 97, Giants in 2000, 2007-2011, the Panthers in 2015, the Broncos and the Giants in 2007, the Broncos in... 97 and the Giants 2007 2011 won championships 16 playoff teams in his NFL career you know hey give him a shot see what happens and now they're gonna have to see what's gonna happen with Eli Apple yeah well yeah what are you gonna do Oh, and they might even trade. And then I was reading about the Knicks might trade uh, Aaron Gomez. 15 games, mostly garbage time. He's having 5.3 points, 3.4 rebounds, almost 58% shooting. Previous 10 games entering Wednesday, he had locked just 5 minutes and 34 seconds of action, all in the December 18th. So, blow, blow off, blowout loss in Charlotte. Said he's decent trade value. They can't trade in a no, $72 million contract. O'Quinn is helping the team win with his grit. You know, he probably could uh, could be traded. Uh, Bulls are potentially looking to trade uh, uh, Nikola Mirotic. Spark the Bulls nine, wait, eight and two, nine and two, man, kicking ass. Yeah, Knicks seventeen and seventeen. Yeah, not, Bulls nine and two. Their last eleven. Knicks going into the night, three straight losses, 
One and four the last five, two and 11 on the road. And that's what I th- we're talking about with Lithuanian Laser. Like Jared Jack is a good is a is a is a good player, but he's not a starting player, and that's the thing. That's that's where the problem is. You know, it's like, it, it, listen, they'll get back Tim Hardaway Jr. I think better things will happen. And I like the Rams sitting down, Goff, Gurley, and Aaron Darnold. They're guaranteed a three or four seed. They feel like, why get anybody hurt? We'll see what Garoppolo can do. Man, I'll tell you, Stanford is destroying, destroying TCU. 21-3. Talk about a can of whoop-ass. That game is over. Just over. Over, over, over. I, I just can't imagine. The last 21 years, 48 days out of 500. That's out of control. Oh, and you just, so there was a, you know, they call the Shackton of the year. Mario Hezanja uh, of the Magic. 4-1 break, he tries to pass the ball between his legs and passes it right to the other team, to the Pistons. It's like, dude, I, I'd yank your ass right from the court right then and there. And, and and listen, Knicks today got a break that Leonard's not playing tonight. They're resting him. And Curry, they said, will be back oh, Saturday versus the Grizzlies, which, listen, they're They've lost one since he's went out. And Apple, I love. Apple apologizes for iPhone slowdowns. It offers $29 battery replacements. Dude, you know what? You have to get caught and then you do this shit. I'm like, really? That's, yeah, okay. Doesn't work for me. And listen to this. So yesterday in the Texas Bowl, punter Mike, Michael Dixon was the MVP of the Texas Bowl. And I thought, this is kind of crazy. He actually, he's so good, he's declaring for the NFL draft early. He's only the second punter all, which would be a trivia question, to ever be MVP of a bowl game. 2008. Graham Gano, Florida State. And that was a blowout win. This was a 30, what they beat? They won 33-16 over, the, over Missouri last night. But Dixon, during the game, 11 punts for 452 yards, 41.1 average. But listen, of those 11 putts, 10 landed inside Mizzou's 15-yard line. Seven landed inside the 10. Four landed inside the five. Zero touchbacks. Good for him. Pretty pretty good. That is, yeah. Yeah, they were talking about the, um, yeah. Brad Brad Wing for LSU against Emma in the 9-6 game in 2011. Yeah, I mean. They were talking about he he was a I remember that yeah oh and he's from Australia Dixon was born in Australia they do have some great punters man that's pretty right pretty impressive and that's a pretty I mean ten punts eleven inside the fifteen seven inside the ten four inside the five that's it you know what you you, you change the whole game Jesus I saw a picture of Coco with the I didn't know Coco had a kid. At all. Ashley Graham. You know what? God bless her. There's a picture of her with all her cellulite and everything. God bless her that she doesn't care. The world has changed, folks. And Dana White says he's meeting with Floyd Mayweather's camp today. I'm open to anything. Of course he is. He's open to making money. And Saquon Barkley said he's waiting until after bowl game to make an NFL draft decision. He's going. He's coming out. Come on. Who are you kidding? Listen. Listen. He's coming out. And Johnny Mandel, hey, going to see you next year with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I am excited. You know what? I think he could resurrect his career or he could have a damn good meeting there. I think he could really 
you know what, resurrect that career, get out there, do some good stuff. Yeah, and how about this? I didn't know this. There's Good Riddance Day, a chance to destroy your 2017 memories in a giant shredder between 45th and 46th Street. I mean, who knew that? Today you can do that and you can register. And you can also put your your wishes at getting confetti in the ball. I was like, oh, I, I didn't know any of that. I'm very interesting. I was like, okay. Now, Porzingis last night at 23 but 11 in the first quarter, so it's kind of like... And the Nets lost 128-113 to the Pelicans last night. Was it 12-22 and 22 now? And uh, Rajon Rondo had 25 assists last night. Anthony Davis at 33. That is some... And I, I, I love... I told you I talked about the, the penis picture. Crazy. Just crazy. Crazy. All right. I need to go to bed. Knicks are playing second half right now. I need to get my ass in bed. I was up at 4.30 this morning. I decided to do a workout before I went out. And I'll tell you, it was a very smart move on my part because I needed to get some sleep. I needed to say, go to bed, get some sleep, go to bed. Well, I wanted to get the workout because I thought if I got home, I'd be too tired. And I was. We actually watched two episodes of Jeopardy, two episodes of Wheel of Fortune. 35 years they've been on Wheel of Fortune. You know why it works? Because they don't... Pat Sajak is a nice guy and he makes everybody comfortable and he's not like... His humor is funny, but it's not caustic or, you know, sarcastic to the people on the show. He kind of like jokes along with them in a nice way. Like I remember when he had his talk show that didn't last that long. He was pretty goddamn funny. I always thought he was funny. And I still love watching the show. And we watch it because at the seven-minute mark, they have the... Lotto numbers. They have the three ball and the four ball. My mother never gets it right. But it's always fun to watch my mother <laughs> take a chance. And today was interesting. It was, the number was 700 and 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, There was five zeros today. I said, my mother goes, it's the weighted balls. And I said, ma, it's not the weighted balls. But, And I don't know, Anthony Lynn's wife is a reporter, Stacey Bell, reporter on uh, Channel 4 NBC, on a on a NBC WNBC, I thought that was I was like wow, so it's got to be tough because he's in San Diego and she's out there. My cousin told me about that. I was like wow, I didn't know that. Small world, right? Wait a minute, I just saw a commercial for a company that looks like it's oh my god, that's Duddy, R A R. Yeah, that's a Duddy. Yeah, that's a guy I grew up with, his brother, in the commercial. I could have been in that commercial. Well, I didn't, you know what? No offense, but the Spurs dancing girls are quite attractive. Wow. Leave me quite breathless. All right. That's when you need to go to bed when you start talking smack like that, right? All right. Now watch. The song's not going to play. And here we go. Trivia question last night. They are... Last night's trivia question was... 2000 NFL draft in Philly set a record for most what all-time? 38 trades during the draft last year. That was an all-time record for the NFL draft. 38 trades. Going to be a lot. This year, who knows? A lot of quarterbacks. Okay. Tonight's trivia question. 
kind of a question I've talked about, but it just it blows my mind. How many 13 loss seasons have the Giants had in their franchise history? How many 13 loss seasons have the Giants had in their history? Okay, now listen to this. Knicks upcoming opponents. They play Saturday in New Orleans, who's 18 and 16. And you know what Rondo did last night? First player, 25 assists since Jason Kidd in 1996. Tuesday, they play San Antonio. Uh, who's only has 14 points in 29, 21 minutes. Wednesday, they're at Washington. Walls averaging 18 points, 41% field goals, and 8.9 assists. All right, folks. Bowl game tomorrow. I'm excited. USC versus Ohio State. I'm taking the Ohio State. I think they're going to destroy him. I think they're pissed they didn't get into the college football playoff. I'm pushing for Central Florida. Jets-Giants on Saturday, both Sunday, both playing at 1 o'clock. Tomorrow's the Sun Bowl. North Carolina State versus Arizona State. The Herm Edwards era is going to start. I wonder if he's going to play at the game tomorrow. I love that Sun Bowl for some reason. I don't know. It just looks like a game I'd want to go to. And I need to go to bed. Have a great night. Want to get a show in. Peace out. Talk to you soon. Oh, and YouTube. My latest video is up to 339, 342 views. So, folks, I said subscribe. You're subscribing. Have a good night. JD Talking Sports, Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Peace out.